Elsa? Do you wanna build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoil the Warning podcast. This is review number 269 with our review of Frozen. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue the latest film releases coming to a theater near you, or in this case, a film coming to a theater near you a week ago. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week we're talking about Frozen, which, uh, yeah, I mean, we were going to talk about this last week, but just due to time issues and stuff, we didn't get a chance I feel, to. I didn't see it on time, so. Uh, that's right. That's what, that's, that's what some of the time <laughs> issues were. <laughs> Carson was too busy building a snowman to take the time to go see Frozen, um, which I think, I mean, ironically, I think between you and I, you're the only one that's seen Tangled, right? Yeah, I have seen Tangled, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's one that everybody's bringing up in conjunction with Frozen being Disney properties with singing and junk like that. Um, yes. But so, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you may be bringing that all up also in this review, but I won't have a chance to. Um, because I haven't seen it yet, but I'll probably Possibly. see it. I'll probably see it this week sometime. So maybe I can weigh in next week. But you know what you have seen, Chris? You have seen Gangster Squad. That's right, I have. That's completely related to Frozen. And uh, no, I, this is my. Uh, I told you this is going to be a, a non-rocky uh, transition into this. Uh, but uh, no, dude, it's funny because I watched this uh, TV show that's on called Mob City. Yeah, and uh, it's on TNT, and I tuned in because uh, Frank Darabont created this show, and he wrote and directed the first couple episodes, and I'm a fan of his, so uh, I checked it out, and it's basically like if you were like bummed out at the potential awesomeness of Gangster Squad, like you should check out Mob City because it's essentially the same thing but a thousand times better. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's like about Mickey Cohen and like all those gangsters back in the '40s in LA, and uh, about the kind of team of uh, LAPD detectives who try and uh, bring down all these mobsters. Yeah, and uh, it's like super noirish, and uh, you know, lots of jazz on the soundtrack, and. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like I wasn't. It, it, it's kind of slow going, but I feel like that it's gonna pick up, and uh, it's cool how they're doing it because it's only three weeks. Um, so it's, it's like a, it's an actual mini series then. Uh, yeah, they're calling it like an event series. So I don't know if it is gonna get like further seasons if it's successful. Gotcha. But they're kind of like pulling a Sherlock, um, where it's three weeks and it's like two hour episodes. Per week yeah so yeah. it's really like six episodes but they're showing like two per week so they've crammed them into like a two-hour block of episodes and it's kind of nice though because you get it out of the way in three weeks it's not like some you know overly long commitment to it and uh so that's cool and like that's another reason why i was like all right well i can check it out and like if it's not good then I could still probably stick with it and feel like I'm not wasting too much of my time, but like it's decent. It's pretty good. There's a lot of good people in the cast too. Uh, the guy uh, who's the main character is the dude who played Shane on The Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, 
so he uh, he's the main guy in this, and uh, there's a lot of like really like that guy, uh, like Ed Burns, and uh, uh, who's the, the the bad guy that was in like Walking Tall and uh, Street Fighter, like that guy he shows up in a <laughs> in a ton of movies. Um, yeah, he's in it, and uh, Simon Pegg shows up for the uh, first episode, so that's like cool cameo. Yeah, I think um, I, I think I saw a preview for this the other day, and just from the preview itself, the like the acting and the like just the way that preview was cut, I was like zero interested in this. It looked pretty terrible to me. Um, I don't like I don't know how they're how they're selling it because I haven't I didn't see any ads for it um, at all. Like not even like around town like billboards or anything. I think I saw like one like bench ad, and I was like, oh, Mob City. Like I vaguely remember hearing about it and then uh it wasn't until i saw like in the paper at work it was just like oh mob city's on tonight i was like oh yeah that's that one show that frank darabont left walking dead to do so well like i I don't know if it's the guy who is actually playing like the mickey cohen character or he's the main character or if it's just the guy they chose to do the voiceover for the the trailer but it sounded like a bad video game like voiceover person did the (laughs) <laughs> did this stuff like it was just it was a very voicey as opposed to like believing that a character was actually sounding like that i don't know there's something there, yeah there's definitely voiceover in the show um and it's it's very like like i said it's very noirish so it's like people like going like ah, you know like tough city rah. yeah, like, yeah. kind of like doing yeah like doing the kind of like the the tough guy accent uh but uh dude like the guy who plays mickey cohen in this is like way more intimidating than sean penn's cartoonishly awful performance in gangster squad um yeah i mean like i said it wasn't anything like amazing but like i'll tune in next week like uh, just to see where it goes because the 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 production value and just like the everything that's put into it uh is just much greater than uh than than gangster squad because i just I, i just remember i know we were talking about when we reviewed that movie we just I know I, for one, was very disappointed in the fact that it looked nothing like uh, the time period. And then, like, that kind of creative uh, approach to that look, you know, just didn't yeah. work, work at all. So, Cool. Well, uh, that is Mob City. And you said it's on TNT? Yeah, it's on TNT at, like, 9 on Wednesdays or something like that. I, the, I was very helpful. Yeah, well, people can just Google it or something. <laughs> so, I'm so sure, I'm sure, like most people, you can just go on Yuri's Pirate Bay and watch it there. All right, well, uh, there you go. So, now back to the movie we are here to discuss. Um, I mean, obviously, mobs are not Mob, all about hey. cutting ice and <laughs> delivering mean, it to people. Gangsters and princesses go hand in hand. I mean, yeah. But no, this is this is uh, yeah, this, this is a nice little family-friendly kid film that came out last week. That um, I'm assuming it did really well. I haven't even looked at the numbers. Do you happen to know off the top of your head, Carson? Uh yeah, it, it made some money, made some bank. All right, well, uh, we contributed in some small part to that bank that was made, and now we're going to give you a review so that uh, possibly you can also contribute to that. So, what do you say, Carson? We take a look at the trailer for Frozen and then come back with our review. Okay. Summer in the city of Arendelle. It couldn't be warmer. It couldn't be sunnier. But that's about to change forever. Arendelle. It's completely frozen. 
cold, 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 A real howler in July. Yeah? The land's covered in eternal snow. Really? If we don't do something soon, we'll all freeze to death. You want to talk about a problem? I sell ice for a living. Ooh, that's a rough business to be in right now. I mean, that is really... That's unfortunate. My lady. This is awkward. Not you're awkward, but just because we're... I'm awkward. You're gorgeous. Wait, what? Hi, everyone. I'm Olaf. Hi. You're creepy. I don't want it. No. We got off to a bad start. I know how to stop this winter. Hang on. I like fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get your feet down. This is fresh lacquer. Seriously, were you raised in a barn? Let's go bring back summer! Man, am I out of shape. Wolves. Stop! Whoa. Whoa! Are you okay? I've got a thick skull. I don't have a skull. Oh, whoo! Head rush! So cute. It's like a little baby unicorn. Now we just have to survive this blizzard! That's no blizzard! Sorcery! That's my sister! That would have been nice to know. Heads up! It is not nice to throw snow, people! Whoa, 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 whoa feisty I mean, pants. Just let the snowman be. I'm calm. Great. <laughs> oh, come on! <gasps> Olaf, you're melting. Some people are worth melting for. You're just maybe not right this second. <laughs> Those are my legs. Oh, hey, do me a favor, grab my butt. Oh, that feels better. All right, so you just listened to the trailer for Frozen. It is the story of two sisters, one of which has developed some icy type of powers, and her family tries to hide it over the years that nobody knows that she has this power or curse or whatever it is. And, uh, well, it has now come to light and everybody's freaking out, and that sister of powers has run to the hills to try to isolate herself, but in doing so, she has plunged her home city into, like, an eternal winter, and her sister has to go off and find her and hopefully stop this crazy frozen uh, power stuff that has happened. So, Carson, what did you think of this film? Winter is coming. That's right. It's coming everywhere. Um, I, uh, yeah, I really like the movie. Um, I was not expecting a whole lot even though people were really raving about it before its release saying that it's you know a new disney classic and all this and i was like ah that's a lot more than i thought because i thought the previews looked kind of lame but um i mean it is definitely by far like the best thing disney uh has put out animation wise uh in a while i mean from from Disney or Pixar, in my opinion, like uh, at least the last like three Pixar movies, and like I wasn't a big fan of Wreck It Ralph, and also Tangled. I know everyone really was all up in that, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I I wasn't that big of a fan. Like I've been told by like my girlfriend says I should rewatch it, but like for some to, to me Tangled felt like a Shrek sequel to me because it was kind of like playing up a lot of those tropes and stuff okay but something about it like it just felt like a a shrek sequel to me like it didn't feel 
I don't know, any kind of substantial... Like, this movie feels like it has some weight behind it. Like, the story is obviously one we've seen before, but uh, I just feel like there's a lot more heart to it, and uh, there's a lot, you know, the approach to it, there's, you know, a little more meat on the bone, and uh, it, it adheres more toward the Disney classics than something like Tangled did, in my opinion. Um, so that's why I thought this movie was much superior, because uh, it, it did remind you of, or reminded me of, um, you know, the old Disney movies, and uh, I, I thought the the animation was really really great. Like the all of the the world, the locations, and the world that they created uh, were really cool, and um, you know all the like the songs were really good too. Like I didn't think. Like, to me, Entangled, like, I don't remember any of the songs in that movie. Like, none of them stood out to me. Um, but in this movie, there's a lot, like, of really standout songs. And they're very clever, too. Like, I didn't think they were going to be, like, uh, any kind of, like, humor in them. But, like, they're really funny. And, like, I I didn't know until after the movie was over. But in the credits, I saw that uh, the songs were done by the guy who... Uh, Co or co-wrote all the songs with uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone for the Book of Mormon. Yeah. So that that made sense because they were they were very uh, well done. Um, but yeah, like I I just overall like it's like a really entertaining movie, and uh, I think it's I mean it's the perfect movie if, to take you know the whole family to, and as evident because it's been making a lot of money. I mean. Someone, I'm sure at Disney, like a light bulb went off. Is like, you know what we haven't had before? Two princesses. <laughs> it's just like he just saw like dollar signs went yeah, everywhere. Two princesses is better than one. Yeah, it's like cha-ching. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, pretty good. And like, there's a lot of like interesting, you know, little nifty twists on like some of the, uh, you know, some of the like the tropes that we get. Uh, in these kind of movies um, you know but they're not like wink wink kind of things like they they factor into the story like I think pretty well um, yeah and, and I mean I and I really liked uh, Josh Gad as the voice of the the snowman character like that's a that's a perfect example of because a lot of times you see in Disney movies where they introduce like the comic relief and he's really annoying yeah or uh, you know he's very distracting because all of a sudden like this like larger than life character appears in the movie and um that the snowman olaf like when he shows up like they they use him in like just the right amount of you know kind of, like they use him in small doses it's not like oh he's there the whole time I mean, he is, but he's not utilized as much as you'd think. I guess, yeah, he's not like Shrek's donkey. Yeah, he's not like donkey who's there cracking wise like every turn. Wise you know? ass jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the dunks. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a perfect example of, of like donkey and Shrek. Like you know, after a while, he just became like a punchline, and he's just c- completely overused. But uh, yeah, they they. They utilized uh, the Olaf character like just the right amount, uh, so he didn't become annoying or distracting. Uh, so I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I'll throw it to you because I don't know what else to say at the moment. <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, yeah, so I, I did not see Tangled, as I said at the beginning of this. So um, I was not even prepared for this to be a musical <laughs> because the I don't remember in any of the advertisements I saw for it a lot of singing. And usually in musical like type films, they show off the singing a lot. Yeah, um, it was weird because I think the... F- first like teaser didn't have any but the second trailer did i think that like they started pimping the fact that it was like a throwback to the disney musicals yeah well i mean maybe i just didn't see the second trailer because i did not know at all and it's funny too because you know like we saw it at like a pretty huge packed uh, showing and uh you know everybody's like filling in the seats and some like basically i got up to go to the bathroom and a, a young couple and their child came and sat down next to me. And when I came back to my seat, I like hopped down over the back of the seat into my spot because we were in like the back row before the last aisle. And the guy was like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, hey. And he's all, bet you're really excited. And he was like, not. <laughs> he was not happy to be there. And then the first song starts and he's like, oh, God, this better not be a musical. <laughs> and like, oh, no. I just started laughing. And like that first song, honestly, I was not a fan of. It, it didn't... Uh, there was nothing special about it and it didn't really engage me at all. I was like, I was like, Oh cool. Like uh, unlike the guy sitting next to me, I'm like a musical sounds interesting, but that first song didn't really, um, it didn't really get me excited for the musical aspect. It just felt kind of like, why are we singing a song about cutting ice and how ice has magical powers? Yeah, dude, that was a little weird because like when the title treatment comes up and they're playing like tribal music, I was like, what is this? Is this Lion King 2? Like, I, <laughs> exactly. like it was it was very like I thought Circle of Life was going to start coming on. Like yeah. It was like really off putting. Like one of the guys is going to cut a block out of the ice and then hold it up over a cliff and then everybody <laughs> yeah. down below is going to be like. Rrr! Everyone starts bowing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so uh, that yeah, as I said, that first song really didn't start. But like from from that first song, do you want to build a snowman? Like like I should say the second song. Like once the movie yeah. starts, um, like the music is really freaking good. I mean, there there aren't honestly like when I'm looking back over the soundtrack, like the soundtrack is like 900 million tracks long. Like at least like the deluxe edition is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really only let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, there's really like five or six songs in this movie that are like actual not just part of the score um but most of those are really really good um love is an open door let it go and uh for the first time in forever like those are really really good songs um and those just, are those are like standout circle of life-esque uh, Disney songs. Yeah, yeah, like and and like what's awesome about them too is like cuz I've I've been like listening to just as I do other things I've been listening to some of these songs randomly over the course of the last couple days um getting you know getting ready for this review and the even the acting during the singing of the songs is really great. Like you can you can hear the like you can hear like the facial action of what is being sung um I don't know. There, there's some. There's something like special. Like the songs just work on so many level, levels. As you said, like they're they're clever. Um, they're just like good in general. Like they sound they they sound awesome and driving, and they just got a lot of emotion behind them. But then uh, the performance of the song being sung is also interesting. So it's like this movie for me like instantly worked as as, as soon as the music came in, just because um, it it really just caught me and brought me in, and I just had a great time um, experiencing it that way. Uh, the you know the story as a whole it like not a lot happens i mean we we get this long montage of the two sisters growing up and then you know an event happens and 
um, uh, Elsa like shows off that she has all this power and then runs off into the woods and then you know Anna has to go try to get her back. So, like, so the, like the story is really kind of reduced and it's not um, like obviously epic type stuff is happening, but it's not this epic grand story that takes place over a long time. It's sort of like the whole movie takes place in like an afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it feels like a contained amount of time. Yeah, yeah, but it's like even in that, like the performances are just really great and the music is great. And um, like if I'm if I'm thinking back in the movie as a whole, like the events that take place aren't necessarily that spectacular, but just it works so well as a complete unit, just as a as a movie watching experience that uh, I, I really just enjoyed the hell out of it and had a great time with it. I think I will... One thing I was going to say was that because you're commenting about the uh, voice acting, I think it was a good move to cast uh, like primarily, I think they're all Broadway actors or have done Broadway. Um, Like most of them are Broadway veterans. So like they have or they have some kind of singing ability. Yeah, I guess is what I should have said. Um, So yeah, like they all have like really good vocals singing wise so i think it comes off like in the regular performances too like i didn't know Kristen bell could sing yeah i think she's done some kind of broadway i don't quote me on that but yeah but i mean if you go back and listen to the sound like listen to the soundtrack in headphones and just listen to her songs like she's phenomenal like it's really great um yeah i mean but like the other uh voice act main voice actors have all done like a lot of broadway so yeah yeah that was the one that made sense not having like you know some guy who's never sung before. I mean, they've done that in movies, but I just think like casting people who know what they're doing right off the bat is a good way to go. Yeah, that was that was the only thing is with the the girl who plays does the voice of Elsa. Like she's obviously a great singer, but her voice sounds so much more mature than I expected Elsa to be that like there was sort of a disconnect for me where it she just she sounded older. Um I think well, like in real life, she is a lot older than what the character is supposed to be. But yeah, yeah, but she has she doesn't have a voice that sounds super. It's it just a I can't really describe it. It's just a more mature voice, like somebody who's lived a life as opposed to somebody who's been locked away in a castle I mean, that, forever. That didn't really bother me because I felt like that she was supposed to be the older, like more mature sister anyway, and Kristen Bell's character was supposed to be like the younger free-spirited one yeah yeah um so it was fine that like she was acting Kristen bell's uh anna was acting more girly than yeah, the other yeah. one like so that made sense to me um but the the other like the one song i think that was my favorite was the the snowman the olaf song where he's singing about <laughs> wanting to like be in the summer yeah like that was like there's a lot of like really great not only like clever lyrical uh moments but also like clever visual gags when you see the movie well just when you have the idea of of a snowman who came into existence through magic um, much like frosty so doesn't actually know what happens when snowmen are exposed to heat um and the whole song like revolves around that subject so it's like it is just extremely clever and hilarious even like they do the th- like my favorite thing in songs is when you purposefully rhyme so that the audience knows what the next word is going to be and then you stop <laughs> yeah. and then replace it with something else like that that was pretty funny yeah and uh i mean the, the 
it, it's pretty sad when your movie, uh, when your animated movie, uh, has uh, better chemistry between its two romantic leads than most live action romantic movies. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny too about the like one thing I kind of didn't like, and obviously they they figure out a way to resolve it in the end, and I don't know if that makes it better or worse for me, but they really they. They introduce a love interest, and they intru- directly after that introduce a new love interest. And there, I don't know, there's something bothered me about the way that worked. Um, just because I didn't like the idea of what they were doing with it. I mean, there's even a song where the trolls are singing like, yeah, you can ditch your fiance and then date this new guy. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's the message you want to <laughs> send to like little children. There, I don't know, on, on some, it, it just... Like, as soon as they introduced the second love interest, I was like, didn't you just, like, get engaged last night? What the hell is going on? Like, clearly they're setting this up to be a romantic thing. Um, why is why are they doing this as a film? And, you know, they come up with a good explanation for why they yeah. could have and should have done that. Uh, but I, I just feel in some weird way that, I don't know, I, I, like, it, it, the film works completely. And that was the, the only thing in the film that really made me question, like, what was the motivation behind that? Just thematically, it seems a little weird. I mean, obviously, uh, Anna is, you know, she's been cooped away and she doesn't, she doesn't really have experience with relationships, not even with her sister. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, I just... It, well, it, I mean, I think it works uh, when you see it all together, it works. Uh, but when it first started happening, I was just like, because having seen the trailer, I was like, but isn't there, like, a another dude, like, the dude with the reindeer? Like, he, I thought he was the, the love interest. Yeah. Like, what's this other guy here? I was like, okay. So it was kind of surprising because, like, I didn't know where they were going with that. So I was like, okay, like, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think for me, being a dude um, and, I guess, theoretically being able to project myself onto either of those two male characters, it's like, okay, well, the one character clearly has this cool chick that he's interested in but he knows that she's engaged to somebody else or you're the guy who's engaged to her and you're trying to run the town and keep her safe <laughs> theoretically and uh she is off with some other dude so it's like no matter which male role you look at he's getting screwed somehow um i, I think i would have been less okay with it or like i, I don't think hold on let me fra- rephrase that i think i would have not been okay with it had it ended with the guy being normal. Yeah, I don't I not say anything more than that. Okay, yeah. But like I'm just saying, like if he didn't like if his character didn't, you know Well yeah, okay. Just do something in the end. Just hold we don't get to say anything else. But I, that that's what I was getting at earlier is they kind yeah. of figure out a way to make the no, situation. No, but I'm just saying okay. like if that if that reveal didn't happen, then yeah. it would have been it would have been pretty lame because then it would have just been like, whoa, like you know yeah yeah someone just got slutty up here but uh, yeah apparently the open door that love is got shut <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yeah they left the door open and heated the neighborhood and then in came another love interest uh yes i i almost thought they were gonna go that way but that would have been pretty lame but yeah that would have been pretty frustrating um it would have been a little weird luckily they didn't i do like that there there is a a trope in Disney films, which comes becomes a big part of the ending of this, this, the climax of this film, and they kind of flipped it on its head and did it in a different way, yeah. um, and I kind of like I was really happy that they they went that way and kind of changed it. I mean, it, it was 
it, they had telegraphed it moving forward, you know, like foreshadowed it and kind of, it wasn't like it was a complete surprise, but it, it, uh, it was nice to see them doing this. I mean, as you said, like two princesses are better than one. They already were like trying to take Disney to the, to the max. Um, but they actually went more subtle and, and, uh, a nicer, um, ending as opposed to being the straight up regular Disney stuff. Well, I, I will say, uh, during that scene, I, uh, I, I, I was laughing internally cause I thought like that this was like, even though like it was pretty, uh, standard and you kind of knew where it was going. Like I thought that representation of what's happening, like the stakes for that were pretty high. Like in terms of like visually, I was like, that was like a good example and i just kept thinking of like this is this is like having like a good or or an older story that you kind of know but like representing it executing it in a way where you're like into it you're engaged you know yeah other than you know people attacking jason statham's house and you know that he's gonna win so (laughs) that's what i was that was getting at when i saw this but yeah all right (laughs) i thought it was i so in short, it was well done. Yes, it was. that was my long-winded explanation. I, and I agree also with you. A callback to Homefront. So, yes. Very nice. If only the little, if only if his daughter just started, you know, busting out show tunes, then maybe it would have been a little more interesting. Yeah, I, I would agree that that or make a magic uh, snowman. <laughs> that you know. A, a, that uh, protects the house from meth dealers. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, any, any last thoughts about this film? Uh, no. Cool. All right. I don't think so. Well, uh, then let's just get to our verdict for this, Carson. If you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, or wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, well, I would... I would give it a must-see just for the fact that, like, it's probably the best animated, like, mainstream animated movie that's come out this year uh, that I would, you know, be pretty confident that kids and adults alike would enjoy, so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a must-see also. Uh, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, The music is great, as I said a million times, and... Uh, you know the animation is awesome. There's it's it's a funny, clever film, and I think everybody can enjoy it. Uh, the soundtrack also is pretty awesome. I would like just I mean the presentation of what the soundtrack is outside of the songs being good is awesome. Like on the second disc, there are a bunch of um, songs that didn't make it into the film, or or the people who wrote the song. It's their version of the song. It's like their demo of the song that eventually made it into the movie. So you get to see hear the same stuff sung by other people um the creators of it and you get to see some stuff they're like they i think they call it outtakes but it's really just stuff that didn't make it into the movie um so yeah it's like a double recommend i guess people should check both those out do it do it now so support two princesses yes the prince i yeah, that's the that's what I was joking. I was like, J.J. Abrams, that's what he needs to do to make Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, everyone will see it and be great. Is he put two princesses in it? That's the that's the solution to any problem. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see when it comes out if there are two princesses. There might be, dude. Two princesses that were separated at birth. One is a Jedi. One is a Sith. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I already can feel... Revenge of the Sis. Uh, nerds everywhere are getting aroused. Uh, I think I think it's a great idea. It, it might happen. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah. I think that is the end of this episode. Um, Carson, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Uh, you can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Cool. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning to figure out when all these episodes go live or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will come from you know the music of this film that we've been talking about the whole time so hopefully you're enjoying that as much as we did and uh yeah if, yes. you, if you excuse me i have to go build a snowman good it's it has to be one that vaguely uh looks like casey affleck <laughs> and then i'm gonna bare knuckle box it <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna fight the uh uh like I don't even know. I was trying to think of another like he's gonna fight like Pumbaa or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. He's gonna fight Donkey from Shrek. Well, anyways, we are going to take this chill off by going and recording a review for Out of the Furnace. So we will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye.